0: Hello, I'm Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Journey into an Unknown World. Throughout this show, I try to give some alternative points of views to strange and unusual things, sometimes even to take the normal and give you a new slant on it. Today, I'd like to talk about psychic development. In this Aquarian age, there are lots of people who are having paranormal occurrences. Sometimes they're just a feeling, sometimes they're just a vision, sometimes there's a sense of some presence looming over one. Whatever it is, there are lots of people asking lots of questions. So I'd like to invite you to play along with me with some ideas. So first of all, here's some questions. Have you ever sat in a room all alone, knowing there's no one in the house, and suddenly thought, That you heard a voice, someone calling you in another room, and you've gone to check, and there's no one there. Or perhaps you've suddenly, out of the blue, had a vision of something happening in the world, like a plane crash, or a sudden plague of flies, something ridiculous that doesn't fit into your normal state of mind. So you switch on the TV, check out the news, find nothing's happened and then promptly tell yourself, hey, I must have an illusion. And then a week, maybe a month or a year passes and suddenly there it is on the news. Your vision has come true. I actually had the vision of the two towers coming down in 1984 when I was in New York. I went up the buildings. I was going to have a wonderful time enjoying the view. I got on top of it and felt the whole building shaking and said to my husband, this building is going to fall down. He told me it was just the way it was built. I didn't feel safe. I couldn't stay there. So I went down. When I got to the bottom, I thought, well, this is silly. I'm on the ground now. I better go up the other one so i went up the second tower got up there and felt even worse couldn't stand it couldn't even stay to join in with the beautiful view and the pleasures of other people i had to get down once i got on the ground again i felt fine but i said to my husband those two buildings are going to fall down later i was on the boat crossing over past the Statue of Liberty looking back at that famous view only to have the same feeling and the vision literally of the two buildings coming down exactly the way they did. Well it took all those years for it to come true. So at the time it seemed a bit stupid not really a good vision at all made me feel very agitated. Over the years I've had lots of psychic impressions things I couldn't make sense of but in time did actually occur in some way, shape or form to show me that my visions were actually a truth. So perhaps you've had some of those kinds of visions. I also used to have people come to me and say, you're reading my mind. You're saying things that I'm thinking about. Well, have you done that? Have you found yourself wanting to say something and immediately the other person feeds back to you that they were thinking that too. Or perhaps you felt the telephone was going to ring before it actually did and then had an idea who was on the phone before you actually picked it up only to find you were accurately right. Time after time we prove to ourselves in some way shape or form that we have a link into the oneness, into other human beings, and that somehow this uncanny sense of awareness is something to work with. But in spite of this knowing that we should listen to it, there's a big part of us that denies it. We're afraid of it. We don't want to face something that cannot be proved. We think to ourselves that we have a wild imagination or an acute sense of negativity that we're fantasizing about all the world's worst things that could happen. Sometimes we see fires and floods and sometimes we hear winds and things like this that don't actually exist at the moment. And we think, I'm imagining things. We run outside and check the house or perhaps we smell fire and there is none. Or we sense that we're drowning in water, but there's no water around. Some of these visions seem to be so real to us. In fact, sometimes we had daydreams and we snap out of it and think, Oh my God, I'm panicking. I just nearly drowned. Or I nearly felt myself burning alive. Or I felt I was crashing in a plane. Well, you weren't. But somewhere... In the universe of consciousness, in the earthly ways of the oneness, you have just picked up what has been happening to some other person in some part of the world. Yes, your spirit does know about every living person and creature on this planet. Of course, your conscious mind can't handle that. It seems like it's too much. Now, what about people that are really negative? people who sit there and say how everything is bad and everything is going to go wrong and all they can tell you is how they're suffering how they're in pain who's picking them up well unfortunately everyone is we can walk into a room where that negative person has been they're no longer there now but suddenly we feel this emanation coming from the walls ...and suddenly we start to feel more negative ourselves... ...until we suddenly think, I'm afraid, there's something wrong here... ...I have to run away from this building. Well, there are many so-called haunted houses around the world... ...but are they really haunted? Are you simply picking up negative conversations that people had a long time ago? You know, they have a saying, walls have ears... ...and in fact... Energy can penetrate any form. So a building can store violent anger. A building can store someone yelling and screaming, in other words. A building can store a bad happening. And you can walk into it, read that energy, and pick it up. So how do you do that? Well, before I go further, I'd like to remind you that I have an email address. It is d r m. R O G E R S V A N C O O P S at gmail.com. Dr. M Rogers Van Koots at gmail.com. And if you'd like to talk to me, I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about any of the subjects I've talked about, I'd love to hear from you about those things too. Also, if you'd like to have a reading or a session with me in some way, you can contact me through my website www.sumaricenter.com That's S-U-M-A-R-I-S-C-E-N-T-E-R.com www.sumaricenter.com So let's back to being psychic. What's happening when you're picking up all these kinds of things? You're quite simply using your spirit senses. And your spirit senses are called psychic ability on earth. You see, you have a spirit body inside your physical body. In fact, your spirit body is what controls your physical body. Without your spirit body, you would be dead. So, your spirit body has senses of its own. They are psychometry, the use of psychic sense of feeling, and feeling can be intuition, instinct, a sense of something happening in the force, a feeling of energy shifting, an ability to interpret that shift of energy into a pictorial image. Now, when you see those images, you are actually using the psychic sense of clairvoyance. The ability to see an image then matures into a sense of understanding. And at that point, you step into using the psychic sense of clairaudience. Clairaudience can be hearing your own voice. In a conversation with yourself It can be hearing Family members' voices Spirit friends, loved ones Who've passed on Or it could be you're listening To the voice of a spirit guide Angel or ascended master Of some type Even the voice of God And whatever you hear Then makes sense With the images and the feelings That you're having You begin to have a complete picture But What if you have some smells and tastes? Well, the spirit self loves to play with those and often pamper self with smells and tastes that are not present in your world. In other words, you could smell roses when there are none, or fresh bread when you know you're nowhere near a bakery. What do those smells mean? They're symbols of your life, of the food of thought, and of the understanding of serenity and peace you know when we smell and taste nice things we feel so wonderful now once you begin to accept that you're having this phenomena going on around you you may well begin to hear rappings little taps when you're thinking something so who's making them well spirit guides like to tap so do friendly family members They need to take some of your physical energy though and mix it with their own to make something physical happen so the raps aren't very loud. Any paranormal activity that is very strong such as poltergeist is really a fairy story. However, there are ways that the emanation of a young child can generate more energy so that what we call earthbound spirits that's people who've passed over but haven't made it to heaven yet So they're hovering in the twilight zone, as it were, waiting for someone like you to help them pass into heaven, or what we call the astral. And so they can build up energy in themselves, build up energy in you by transferring their thoughts into your mind, generating anger and fear until you pop. And when you do, it really soars out of your aura, and they sit there lapping it up. And they can, at that time, make louder raps, even move something. But that is really rare. So let's come back to a normal psychic situation. Here you are, having visions, hearing sounds, having conversations. Are you going insane? Is what you feel really strange? Imagination or what? Well the truth is For the first time in your life You've begun to be aware of your own spirit That's an important step Because it means that You're on a void of discovery To ask yourself Why are you in this life? Why are you here on earth? You start to feel like you have a destiny Something you want to do So at that point you start to look at your life Maybe you're ahead of what I'm saying now because you've already discovered that having those visions made you change your attitude. And after changing your attitude, you began to think, I want to have a new career, or I want to find a different relationship, or I want to travel and see things I've never seen before. Whatever your experience is, it's going to make a big transformation in your life And in those lives of other people that you are friendly with Or who are family members They may not like your change They may try to tell you that what you're experiencing is not real And that you are needing some medication uh, Need to take time off, have a rest Because you're in illusions Well, At this point, you need to listen to that little inner voice in your mind that actually says, Hey, this is real for me. It feels real. And I know that that inner voice in me is telling me, Follow it. So what do you do next? Well, of course, you want to congregate with other people who are like you. You know, there are lots of karma here that are acting up. What they're actually saying is, follow them. So I'll tell you what the laws are. The first one is that no one should invade the space for another person unless they're invited. So if you're trying to talk to someone about your psychic experiences and they are, shall we say, an ardent Catholic who doesn't want to believe in anything you are talking about, you have to walk away because they're just going to argue with you. The second law is that everyone should be responsible for what they do. Now, if you share a story and it has an effect on someone, then you must be responsible for the fact that you caused an effect. However, you're not responsible for the way they react to what you've told them. So, just like a teacher, you can turn up in someone's life and leave a message. But you can't stand over them... And make them practice what you've taught. The third law is that we should all share ourselves with one another and we should learn by being negative or positive in some way to interact and understand a little bit more about the value of life. Of course when we share ourselves this way we make friendships that last for a very long time. The fourth law is the one that I like the most because it always ensures that something is going on. It's called the mirror image. We must attract someone in the mirror image constantly. So if you're in a mood, so is everyone else. If you're in a good, happy style of life, then the people around you will mirror image that. Whatever is occurring, we do yo-yo up and down with different events and different people we meet. Some we like a lot, some we might hate. But whatever is going on, that outer aspect in those people is going on inside you. And that's the way you learn. The last law is to remember the Creator God and to recognize that whatever God is, is in you. And that whatever your belief is about yourself as a spirit and your connection with God, you must honor it and respect it. Because you are a part of God and whatever you do affects the whole of the oneness. So, you're not alone. Now, everyone has spirit guides and spirit guides are like guardian angels who come into your mind, your emotions and share images and feelings and make you feel wonderful. But in the beginning, when you're not sure about your psychic ability, you might feel very nervous after all. You might say you can't really see them. You might say that how do you know that they're really there to help you and not some evil entity that's come to haunt you? Well, that's the time when you need to find a teacher. Someone that is going to explain to you just exactly what is going on and help you to believe in your own spirit and the power of yourself to connect with your spirit guides. I always teach my students to think about the light. You know, when we think about the light, we think about how important it is. We focus on heat, friction. We use it in our energy to support life on this planet. Whenever we see the dark, we tend to be afraid of it. What if there's a monster in the closet or someone hiding behind a tree that's going to jump out and brightness, But actually in the dark is beauty. The dark and the light must entwine. We must have an outline. The dark shows up the light and the light shows up the dark. So in the same way the oneness must play a game. Must balance between what is good and what is bad. And that is why Buddha taught us the middle road. But how do we know the middle road? How do we trust ourselves to trust our instincts and to trust these unknown spirit guides? Well, the truth is, they're not unknown to you. When you were in the spirit world before you were born, you made these plans that they might be your helpers, your protectorates, and your spirit self would cause that. Even when you were first born, they were there watching that happen. And they were bonding with you as you became fully conscious of your awareness as a human being. And through the years, as you've grown up, they've been there behind you, supporting and helping you to overcome the challenges of growing up. But now as an adult, you start to say, who got me through those bad times? I prayed a lot, but not always were my prayers heard. At least I don't think they were, because... The answer didn't come in the form that I hoped it would. Well, they have to protect you from your own stupidity sometimes because if you had something you asked for, it may be something you just can't handle. So, they protect you from your own foolishness and they protect you from the foolishness of others. But they cannot stop you from doing something foolish. So, It's a wise man who stops and thinks and feels his environment before he steps forward. Check out everything that's going on in your neighborhood. Find out who is teaching psychic development. Ask for their credentials first. There are many fakes and flakes around. People who tell you they know so much, who talk about dimensions and levels of stuff way beyond any useful information that shall we say that you can use in your everyday life so you want to find someone that's practical someone who will teach you at reasonable prices too after all you know something in you is what's being brought out it's not like you have to pay for expensive exercise books you just simply sit and listen and learn to meditate, and to understand what your spirit is. So, by listening to your inner voice, you will grow anyway. I didn't have anyone to go to, actually, when I was young. I went to the library trying to find books, and all I could find were books on Buddha, Mohammed, and a few Edgar Cayce books. In those days, people didn't write much. Everyone was considering that anything paranormal was still evil. So I had to have a lonely pathway. I became a pioneer in the field of psychic ability. I became a minister in the Spiritualist Association of Great Britain. And as a young woman of 24, many of the elders who were in their 60s plus, which is my age now, were considering me too young to be able to be of any value to the Spiritualist movement. Well, I proved them wrong. It wasn't long before I was one of the most popular mediums in the country. And of course, many people sought my advice. But what was more important was I was learning from my own spirit guides that there was no limit to my consciousness and my acceptance of my spirit self if I was just to overcome my fears. So all those fears that had been put into my mind as a young child, such as there is a devil and it's over you, watching you and tempting you every time you think about something you want to do, had to go. I had to realize that there was no such thing as an evil entity that was going to prey on my mind, my heart, or my spirit. I also had to learn that my soul was not just me alone. A soul is a collective number of spirit fragments who together combined in unity become an ascended being. So there was a lot I had to learn. In fact, I wrote a book called The Way to Oneness, which I self-published, and now I'm rewriting, re-editing it, updating it, so that I will be able to publish again by the end of this year. So perhaps you'll look out for it. It's called The Way to Oneness, a journey into an unknown world. Yes, that's where I get my title from for this show. So, if you think about yourself as a spirit entity, wearing the coat of your human body, then you begin to understand that your life is here for a short purpose, as it were, in the time of the involvement of your spirit self. In other words, this is like one day in your life at school. Of course, right now, if I asked you, can you remember every day of your life that you spent in school, you'd probably say, well, um, I can remember when, and you would dig into your associations and come up with one or two things that happened. But you could not recall every single moment of every single day and tell me that you did absolutely everything you could recall. But amazingly... Your spirit mind can. Your spirit emotions can recall everything that you've done in this life. So when you go to sleep and you dream, you bring up those memories and you shift through them and associate them all together and come up with a lesson. So that in the morning when you wake up out of your dreams, you might have a little nightmare or you might have some kind of fear emerging in that dream. But it's there to tell you, This is what you need to work on. This is the next step. Dreams are important. They help you get in touch with your spirit self. Sometimes during the day you might have a daydream. If you can, sit there a while and recover what you were visualizing. In that dream are lots of symbols, things that you're telling yourself that you need to do to focus on emotionally, mentally, physically and spiritually. The more you can practice watching yourself, the better you're going to become. But some people like to meditate and of course there are many different styles of meditation, but ultimately they are all a state of hypnosis. When you put yourself into this light state of hypnosis, You can in fact communicate with your spirit guides, your dead relatives and even see your animals and other friends that you've long forgotten. They just kind of pop into your mind and along with that comes a wonderful feeling of connection. A sense of knowing that they do continue to exist after they died. And in that way you begin to realize that you will continue to exist after you die one day. So at that point you begin to think about the purpose of your journey on earth. Now that journey can be very individual. And the purpose could be to overcome a fear of power. Or procrastination. A fear of success. An understanding of spiritual growth. The list could go on. And life after life, you will live trying to improve yourself spiritually. I'd like to remind you that I have several books available on Amazon.com and I would like to invite you to read those at some time because throughout many of the texts, I mention a lot about the psychic ability. But today, there are many, many books written. So do browse around a bookstore and find a book on psychic development that will help you. I don't pretend to be the only one that knows all about psychic skills. After all, we're all spirits and we all have our own personal experiences that make us believe and think the way we do about the development of our psychic senses. Whatever method you choose To focus on yourself with I'm sure it's going to be pleasurable Developing your psychic sense Should never be making a person unhappy So if you do feel unhappy It means you need to change your lifestyle Change can be scary But with focus on your psychic skills You can make it easy Now I've spent a lot of time Talking about your psychic skills I hope you'll spend a lot of time Practicing with them Please come back again and listen to my other shows or come back and follow me with a new topic next time until then I'm sure you'll have a wonderful day and I wish you great pleasures and joys I know life is for the pleasures not for the losses and things that we go through so look for the beauty in life thank you for listening to me once again, bye